What's up, adventurers? I'm Chris, aka Tidy Bojangles, aka everybody's favorite sad boy gnome. I'm here to talk to you about fan roll dice. Look, we all love dice. They're the little knickknacks that make the clickety clacks and help us do a whole bunch of maths. That's why we've teamed up with Fanroll Dice to offer our listeners 10% off when you use the code Adventurer10. With everything from resin to sharp edge silicone, mini little babies to chunky beefy boys, and beautiful liquid core and gemstone dice, Fanroll Dice has you covered. So head on over to FanrollDice.com and use code Adventurer10 to get 10% off. Now, back to the action. Well, hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwells. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and dance around the boundaries of common decency. As ever, this week's episode contains the talents of Mr. Chris Neal, Mr. Rag, and Mr. Durant. We're going to pick up back with the action now where we left them last week on the decks of the ghostly galleon far out at sea, where Tatty has just noticed something a little bit spiritually untoward. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Raggy, Matt, and myself for this week's episode of The Adventurer's Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. Right, let's pick back up where we left off. Our intrepid adventurers had found themselves investigating a rundown hulk of an old galleon in search of the final Emmental that they were looking for, the water Emmental. And having managed to secure their barge, the Lady Luck, to the side of it, they had found a point of entry, climbing through uh, some holes in the outer hull. They'd found themselves inside a galley kitchen, which they had investigated finding nothing but rotten food and disappointment. They'd made their way through some double doors into a dining room, explored that a little bit before climbing some incredibly rotten stairs to the next level up, which point Tatty had spied something otherworldly at the end of the corridor, maybe 20 feet away, and that's where we're going to pick up with this adventure. Tatty, what are you doing? After I alert the rest of the party to the presence of a ghost probably i'm gonna uh i'm gonna start uh walking down the corridor in the direction that she was going in i feel like a ghost walking in a particular direction is a call to action if i've ever seen one so i guess i'll follow her down the corridor bold is is everyone else following him yeah he seems like such a champion can i follow as mist just in case i don't want to be caught corporeal if, if shit goes up <laughs> it's like ne- it's next level I don't want to be perceived right now energy <laughs> when you're when you're having a bit of a low day I don't wish to be corporeal right now wouldn't that be nice to just have a day off as mist yeah I'd, it'd be fucking great I'm <laughs> coming to work today I'm mist <laughs> I'm mist <laughs> right as some of you missed, some of you walk down the corridor. You feel the coldness, not just because it is wet and cold from this exposed galleon out in the high seas in the middle of a choppy storm at night, but also something prickles your skin and raises the hairs on the backs of your arms. The further you go, 
as you walk. You see a lot of the walls are rotted out. You're walking down a corridor, but quite frankly, the walls are kind of rotted through. You can see into the rooms on the left and uh, to the right. To the right-hand side, you see what used to probably be a bedroom. Uh, You see a somewhat rotten four-poster bed. And to the left, you see some of the algal blooms have actually grown to the point where they're almost bushes. You see these algal blooms that have grown up almost to, to your head height, Tatty, in these kind of almost beautiful in their rancidness. The, the, the mould and the moss and almost sea kelp has grown into these bushes around you. As you see something in the back left-hand corner, a pair of eyes glowing in the darkness... Before I look over and see the eyes, I very quickly and with none of the signature intonation, I say, life finds a way. And then I I look over at the eyes. Does it look like does it look like the the woman that we were following? Or is this like one of the rooms that she went past, did you say? It's in the direction she went, yeah. Okay. It's dark and gloomy. You just see some glittering, glowing eyes in the back left hand corner. I will kind of like silently I don't know I don't want to tell everyone to stop and just make it be me that does this but I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck it I'm gonna do it anyway I'm gonna try and very calmly very quietly just like put my hands up and I'm gonna try and reach out to this probably ghost thing with my connection to the other side and see if I get anything if I can we can land a hook gonna say make me a religion check you know Ugh, always organised religion with you people. (laughs) Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You reach out, something is prickling the edges of your senses as you reach out. You, You have this, the beginnings of a connection to the other world. Not something that you spent a great deal of time studying, but something that becomes more tuned every time you use it. You feel a coldness in your soul as you reach out and try and touch whatever is in the back left-hand corner of this floor, you feel it shuffle and move. It's it's tension turning to you particular, Tatty. You can tell now whatever is there, you have its attention in comparison to the general gaze that it was giving the group of you. As you hear a voice saying, Oh, darling, is that you? Is that you, Samuel? Does this, does this thing look human-sized? Yeah. I'm going to say... Unless you and Samuel had a very interesting relationship, I, I don't think Samuel was a gnome. I'm going to say, who's who's Samuel? And who are you? And also, ah! <laughs> ah, a ghost! <laughs> she looks at you and said, Oh, that's such a shame, and I was so hoping that you were my Samuel. Well, I guess I can just wait another thousand years. As you see this pallid, ghostly form of a spectral lady... You see her dress made of, like, thin, effervescent light just flowing down to tatters by her ankles as her feet hover off the ground as she hovers somewhat into view at the end of the corridor. She's like, if you're not my Samuel, then why are you see you to me? Probably not all that much, if I'm honest. We are looking for something, if you, um... She's like, and where are my manners? My name's Larabelle. Larabelle Lacroix. Of course. Larabelle Lacroix. <laughs> Just nice and alliterative. I don't know why you have to be so hostile. Look, listen. I don't want to be mean about this, but you're either my Samuel or 
You're my meal ticket. I'm your what? Meal deal. My meal ticket, <laughs> darling. Ugh. That's, um... Speaking of hostile... Um... I'm not hostile, I'm just hungry. Mm-hmm. I look at Hanash like, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> As you see her eyes glowing, her face contorting from what was once that of a beautiful woman to a howling, almost hag-like skeletal face, you see her fly down the length of the corridor in anger towards you, being that you've given her nothing but sass. I'm going to have to ask you to roll me initiative. Yay! I got a 10. Right. Hold on to your initiative numbers for a moment, because have a look at this. Hmm. Is it a map? Please be a map. Try this. <gasps> map. Oh my map, god, map, this map, is the map, best map, map, map we've map, ever map. seen. Oh, oh god, it's coming closer. Oh, stop. Stop! Uh, oh yeah, Matt. I forgot you weren't on the you weren't on the one shot that we no. did where we where we got to use we got to use the map. Uh, there you go. Where are you going? Put it back, you <laughs> bastard! Belshazzar, stop flying around the room. No, Hannah Smith. I will. I will give you diabetes. Stop cloning yourself. That was that was that was potentially the funniest part of the one shot where we were we were off the map for so long that that me and Raggy just copied and pasted our characters all over it. And AJ was like, "No, what are you doing?" Oh dear, listeners, listeners, just for your benefit, I put together a map of a lovely, like, rundown, ramshackle floor of a ghostly galleon, which has all of the hallmarks of grime and grot and mildew-covered walls and broken-down beds, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, Tati, this, you have a spectral ghost flying towards you in a surprise attack. Now, I need all of you to to make me hold on, he said, as he pulls up his stats for a ghost in 5th edition. In a hot moment, listeners. Do you want me to roll initiative for Aristobulus? Oh, wow. Aristobulus got a 19. Yeah, the ghost rolling terribly. Okay, who got who got 20 to 25? 15 to 20? I actually rolled well for once. Aristobulus got a 19. I also got a 19. Cool, so Aristobulus at the top. And Belsia, uh, who got 10 to 15? Me, me, me. What'd you get? Uh, 14. Tati got a 10. 10, okay, so... So, the ghost getting a surprise round before any of you get to do anything. Uh, the ghost flying down the corridor, its hideous visage tatty, chilling you to your bones as you see it almost glow, despite the fact you can see clean through it. It's going to make a withering touch on you as a spectral hand comes out, tatty, touching the top of your head. Rolling a natural one, you just see you duck down she's like oh my you're much shorter in person as you just see a spectral hand just swipe where your head would have been as uh, she completely wastes her sneak attack you just feel nothing but cold air waft past the top of your head as you look up into the tattered ethereal remains of this floating lady we go to the top of the round Aristobulus Uh, a spell no, that was just um, a hand. Okay, no, let me know if it's a spell. I got, I got stuff. Mage Slayer! Okay, Aristobulus, top of the round, what's he doing? Ooh. 
Oh boy. Uh, uh, uh. I have to remember that real D&D doesn't use Baldur's Gate rules and letting you do a spell as an action and a bonus action because that would be crazy. Um, I think that uh, Aristobulus is going to cast... He's going to move out from behind the rest of the the rest of the party just off to the side slightly so he can cast Guiding Bolt. Hey, you move him. Can I move him? Yeah. Let's see. Anyone can move anyone. Oh, nice. I'll move him out. Oh, actually, that's the stairs, isn't it? You can vault. You can climb over. It's just difficult terrain. Yeah, I'll just vault him over there to, like, here. Yeah. I'm guessing th- I'm guessing these squares aren't five feet, because that would be wild. We'd be running across the map. Yeah, not big space. Uh, each square's about five feet, yeah. Small space. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Aristotle Look at the size of the bed. Just... The bed's, bed's about six foot long, six, seven foot long, which is what it should be. Okay. Uh, Aristobulus will just uh, move like over here then and he will cast Guiding Bolt uh, I'll see if he hits mm-hmm. Ooh, that is 18 to hit 18 to hit definitely hits ghosts do not have a high armor class so that is 46 radiant damage uh, 11 plus I rolled 11 twice with 2d6 that's 22 radiant damage oof and dear god the next next attack on it has advantage okay as you see the the blast um what was it guiding bolt guiding bolt guiding bolt you see the crackling energy light up the room as you see light reflected off all the damp surfaces as the bolt blasts into the side of the the ghost as you you hear a rock back on her haunches and she's like oh darling there's no need for that kind of behavior as you see her just like almost as if feigning injury holding on to a piece of rotten planking to one side she really likes hamming it up this ghost right is that all of Aristobulus's actions um let me just check he can't do anything as a bonus action but not uh no he's good he'll stay there okay right next up in order is Belsiar Belsiar's gonna back down the stairs a little bit because there's a ghost mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'm going to use my other my other new spell which is um, a uh, Baldur's Gate 3 favourite uh, enlarge reduce and actually I was going to reduce the ghost because I wanted to hear AJ's voice go an octave higher <laughs> you son of a bitch but I think I don't know why the ghost became Mexican so <laughs> Um, I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> uh, maximum. My name is Jennifer Lopez. I like burritos and tacos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have lost your inspiration for cultural insensitivity. Right, what are you doing? Are you increasing or shrinking yourself? I think I'm going to enlarge Hanash. Just to see what happens. Ooh. Oh my god. All right. Go, big man. <laughs> okay, Hanash, as you look down, you look at your hand, it's just swelling. As suddenly your entire arm grows, you feel the muscles rippling as the, the, the whole side of your body, first the right hand side, <laughs> then your left hand side just ripples and grows. As you find your head squashed up against the ceiling, as you stoop down, a, a silly sense of joy spreads across <laughs> your face, Hanash. Is he still high? 
<laughs> yeah, he's now without fear, high and um, swollen. I am God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, there we go. Have you got any more actions? Any more bonus actions, Belsia? Um, no, I just marvel at what I've created. Excellent. As you just look at the ginormous, green, swollen form of Hanash and just nod with appreciation. Right. Having said that, Hanash, it is now Do your I get any turn. benefits? Yeah, your your strength. Uh, your so your attack modifiers are. Uh, heightened for being big. Yeah, you get advantage on strength, anything strength, and you get giant weapons that do 1d4 extra damage. That's pretty cool. Nice. Technically, you probably, your your size doubles, your weight goes up by 8, so you technically probably much too heavy for the floorboards underneath you. <laughs> Are you trying to bring physics <laughs> to this? That's impressive, yeah. Because you just hear a creaking as Hanash just flies through three decks below. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, Hanash, you are swollen and engorged. It is your turn. What are you doing? Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk like pop them fresh on like go upstairs. <laughs> this is gonna be a real slow, deliberate steps <laughs> towards the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to, um, I'm gonna use, uh, I'm gonna swap. Uh, five hit points for ten damage, and I'm going to attack with my great axe as well. Okay, so you swing your great axe. Don't forget to add the extra damage. That was it, an extra d4. Yes. So I got twelve to hit. Just hit. Okay, so seven plus d4, nine. Thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. Uh, what kind of damage is? Uh, it is slashing damage. Is that okay? Slashing damage. damage. Okay. Yeah. You swing your axe, it goes clean through the middle of the ghost as she groans slightly, but it doesn't, it doesn't do, in all honesty, as much damage as you perhaps thought it would do. Uh, was that with the extra? Clean. Was that with the extra 10 damage yeah. from taking the five off? All right, cool. Yeah, I rolled really badly with my damage. Uh, yeah, you see your slashing weapon goes clean through the. Uh, the spectral body of the ghost that flies out the other side your axe digging into some rotting wooden planking on the other side as you put a foot up and rip it loose you look up and you see she's damaged but you haven't done as much damage in all honesty with a with a weapon as you thought you might have uh, is that the end of your turn anything else you want to do bonus action free action no, I, I get I get I get two attacks on mine so I'm, after seeing that I go whoa I'm assuming that I'm going to be like much deeper <laughs> Sure. I better try with something bigger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is everything I, I, I've ever wanted. <laughs> I whip out my morning star, and I'm gonna I'm gonna swap five hit ten damage again. So oh shit, uh, that's I said ten to hit. But can I use my inspiration that I got a couple episodes ago to do that again? As long as it's within 24 hours of game time, yeah, and I imagine it would be. Sick. So that is 12. Sorry, you got 12, did you, to hit? Uh, 12 to hit, yeah. Yeah, that hits. Sick. So 10, 20, 22 damage that And that is piercing damage that one. Again, Which I'm guessing piercing the same. With the sharpened end of one of your weapons... 
entering into the spectral form. She looks down at your weapon inside her own body cavity. As clearly, she slunt, like leans to one side, feigning injury. Again, not having done quite as much damage as you would expect, having used a physical weapon. So for a bonus action, I can't like grapple or anything like that with my bonus action, can I? I can just like move and do potions and shit. Yeah. Okay. I can't really hide this <laughs> giant pop and fresh. So I'm going to move myself in between the ghosts and everyone else's like cover, and that's okay. uh, I'll finish. You, I think there. you kind of are, are you not? You're pretty much you and Tatty are in, but because you've because you had to like, move up to a town oh, anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, true. Okay, so you've pushed yourself in between the ghost and Tatty. Okay, right. It is now the ghost's turn. So the ghost is going to move away from you, Hanash. You see Lara Bell. She's like, I've had enough of your games, darling. As she moves away from you towards Aristobulus, um, you will get an attack of opportunity on her as she floats out of range. Awesome. What do I have to roll for that? Anything you want. One just attack. a hit roll. Yeah, it's just a hit roll. Cool. I will use my morning star again. I'll minus five off for the hit. Uh, I get a nine to hit. Uh, misses as she moves quickly for a spectral being you just swing your morning star out to try and clock her in the back of the head as you just miss you hit a wooden post to one side and you feel the jarring like uh, reverb of it just rolling up your arm into your funny bone as you just like ah grab your own arm with the vibrations as you see larabelle um float off towards aristobulus as she's like my, 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 darling, aren't you an interesting one? She just stands in front of Aristobulus. She puts an arm out and grabs onto the back of his head and just piercing eyes stare into his face. Chris, can you make me a charisma saving throw? <laughs> Nat 20. Nat 20. As you see her glaring into his eyes as he looks up at her his eyes going wide as you see her funneling in a spiritual form down his open mouth and heading into him as she starts possessing aristobulus as you can see his eyes glowing as she suddenly you see him cough as she returns back to her form she's like no, 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 I am not going inside that. What the living fuck is this? <laughs> That's not clean. Mmm, tangy. As uh, she changes her mind about possessing Aristobulus, instead, she just shakes her head and she's like, I've had enough of this, quite frankly, and you're not my Samuel. And you just see her walk clean through a wall to the right-hand side as she vanishes from the room uh-huh. leaving you hmm. you are left in the room on your own tatty you feel the hairs on the side of your arm slowly drift back down as the warmth turns back to your body as you look around there's now no sign of the ghost hmm. i would like to um yeah i'll move forward in this in this room a little bit for the sake of combat, I'll say combat has ended, so you can go back to any uh, turn mm. order you wish. Can I make a... If I saw her go through a wall and disappear, 
I'm thinking that she's just gonna. I think I'm thinking that she's just gonna try and ambush us again while we're. God damn it! While we're <laughs> while we're while we're walking around and exploring the ship. I think. I mean, I've got passive perception anyway, so I guess I'll. I guess I'll. I'll just keep an eye out for her. Which direction did she go in? Bottom of the map. So as you're facing into the room to the right, she just floated off through a wall. She attempted to possess Aristobulus, clamped her spiritual hands around the back of his head and started entering through his mouth. But having entered his vessel, she decided that Aristobulus was far too unclean, even for her spectral form, and vacated his premises, uh, leaving the room post-haste. Leaving Aristobulus rocking on his heels as he's like... Well, that's the first time a ghost has been inside me. <laughs> and I'm not against it. Honos <laughs> uh, runs through the wall. <laughs> and he's... <laughs> I'm the juggernaut! <laughs> yeah? As you go... Poof, 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 uh, make me an athletic skill check with... Yes, it's a, I guess it's an advantage, advantage. isn't it? Because you're huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 13. 13. Poof, 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 poof shoulder down, smashing through the wall, the timbers splintering and flying. You burst into a, what looks like a small child's bedroom. One foot has gone clean through a small cot bed as you've rocked a chest of drawers that just crack open. Loads of, like, toys and teddy bears just spill out onto the floor at your feet. No ghost. You reach down and pick up a teddy bear. One of its button eyes has fallen off. You hold it in your hand. So old and worn is it. You've disturbed a spider's nest in its head as small spiders just burst out of the head of the teddy bear and just start crawling around on your hand through the rotten fabric of the one-eyed teddy bear. No! Big man hit little spider! (laughs) Yeah, it's like like an elephant with mice. (laughs) I I I shake it off. You've just got little spiders crawling all the way up your arm. I, I slap him and I try and shake him off. I say, somebody ice knife me! Hurling the teddy bear of the wall, it hits the wall, just sliding down the wall, limp and flaccid onto the top of the thing, <laughs> onto the top of the chest of drawers. It falls with the other toys. As you look down at your hand, you have tiny crawling spiders. As you just swat and swat and swat with your giant maw, just the mulched form of little spiders just smeared across your forearm. As you look down at your handiwork, you see, yeah, they're dead. The teddy bear is still twitching as the spiders are moving around inside it. You see its body lumpy uh. and moving and its arm twitch occasionally as you've, you've erupted a spider's nest within it. Uh. Other than that, all's good. No ghost! As you lift your foot out of the rotten mattress of the child's cot bed, just waking your foot up and putting it back on the floor, you look at the crumpled stick ruins of the cot bed you've crushed under one of your giant feet. I choose not to look in it and to walk away. As you turn around, you don't see the broken and shattered bones of the skeletal form of the child that died in its bed at some point who you accidentally stepped on. Heading back to the group, yeah. Remember, at this whole time, Hanash, you're so large, your your head's at an angle, the side of the top of your head pushed against the ceiling as you're cleaning a line of algae across the ceiling. The top top side of your head is all green and gunked. As Belsia, you look over, you just see he's been cleaning a line around the ceiling <laughs> with his head of all the algal blooms. Uh, with my metal spike. <laughs> yeah, it's just with a spike. It's just like one long line. <laughs> I'm like, um, you know, at the fairgrounds and the like, the, um, the like carts that are attached to the ceiling. I'm like one of them. Yeah. 
I go back and like, I couldn't find her. Why have you become Lenny out of my Phenomenal. Look over her. I'm trying to go deeper, but I am str- I'm struggling. <laughs> Slowly stroking a dead puppy. <laughs> no, not too die. Can I investigate the, the weird growing bits of like, I don't know, they look a little bit weirder on the map than they, than they genuinely are, but they're like weird growing bits of like algal or algae or whatever it is, just to see if there's anything weird about them. Okay, yeah, make me, make me a nature check. Ah, not good. Uh, 12. Yeah, they're very much what you see is what you get. They're just a bloom, like an algal forest. Almost like, imagine a bush made of seaweed or kelp. It's just a large, self-standing, wet bush, (laughs) much akin to mushrooms growing in darkness whatever this is seems to be in the this seems to be the optimal growing environment whatever that is dark and wet this is just a bloom of algae but it's so large it's sort of reached gnome head height um it's like difficult terrain you could wander through the middle if you want looking at it you don't get any feeling it's poisonous more of just a just a plum doesn't seem to have any thorns mm. or anything on it. It's just just a just a plum. I guess I'll just do I'll I'll do wander around just investigating the different rooms around here or like the different areas in this in this room with Aristobulus just to see if his divining rod is sending off any different signals if anything changes. Uh, yeah, as you you take Aristobulus guiding him around the room you're using him a bit like a geiger counter i suppose as you just move him around the room you're attuned to his groans as he groans harder or softer as you move around different areas he's still like not gonna lie i'm getting very mixed messages so i don't know how much longer i can keep this thing up for his concentration and then his concentration all right easy just drink some drink some water <laughs> Some of that blood back in your head. He looks at you in disgust. Give me a hand. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll give you a hand. This is such a toxic workplace environment. I really don't know why I bother. Seriously. I've got a unique set of skills. Skills I have honed over a career in perversion. And this is the way you treat me. You can touch your own divining rod. Thank you very much. Yeah, all right. This is business, not pleasure. (laughs) Still touching your fucking divining rod. Tatty, as all of this is going on, you're talking to Aristobulus, trying to fluff his bits. Hanash, you're still slightly disgusted. You've picked a rag up off the floor and you're just smearing dead spiders off your ginormous engorged forearm. Belsia, it's you that sees it first. Far down the end of the room and out the other side in a bit of a corridor just off this map, you see some doors. You see like a single door with a pull handle on it. I am irresistibly drawn towards this door and... Literal call to adventure. I was going to wander off with Kato for some... Scooby-Doo style talking animal and stoned man 
Scooby Snacks kind of. Uh, <laughs> but I feel this is more this is more pertinent. Yeah, I open the door like it's a door in Resident Evil. <laughs> um, it's a um, it's just got a metal hoop handle on it. No mechanism. As you slide it, it's a roller door, right to left. You just pull it. And the doors on rollers, as you see it going. Oh no, no, no! I, I pull it. I try and open it this way for a long time until I realise this. <laughs> sure, it's quite clearly left, uh, right to left, but still, you try and push the door the other way until finally you realise there's no there's no resistance as you pull it. You can hear the mechanism, the door on rollers, as it slides to one side, opening up. You see a wooden container with metal pipes running up each side and various dials and mechanisms on it, as it very rapidly, as a man of science and engineering, some degree of your background of magic had a degree of engineering to it, you see that this is a lift. There is some very intricate, decaying copper pipes running up and down the walls to some central mechanism with various dials and buttons on it at the back. You're basically standing on the edge of what looks very much like a basic wooden steampunk lift as some indecipherable alchemical machinery at the back with pipes has various valves and buttons on it. Can I discern if it's a goer-upper or a goer-downer? Science. Make me a perception check. Science. Um... Oh, 13. Yeah. You, from what, I mean, you're standing on the outside of the lift. It's not a big lift. You could probably fit, comfortably, you could fit six or seven people in it, probably. So it's reasonably large. You see the mechanism is somewhat weather-worn and a bit, it's kind of got that green patina to it where copper kind of, rather than rusting, it gets a kind of beautiful green patina. But you see... It's not really got that many moving parts. You see a like a cog crank, like a crank handle that you can turn around, uh, and you see a single push button. So tempted to press the button. I turn to everyone else and I'm like... But no indication as to whether it would go up or down. Okay. I shout out, Guys, I found a goer-upper or a goer-downer. Cool. But it might go somewhere. I'll take Aristobulus over there. Yeah, we'll hang around and see if see if Belsiar figures out which 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 way it goes before we jump in. I'll go through the floorboards. <laughs> Assuming I won't fit in. As you all get in, just this green orc just folding himself contortion style with a foot behind his head. Uh, right, what do you do? Can I put Kato in the lift and press the button? <laughs> Now who's the canary in the coal mine? <laughs> well, how how are you going to do that? Because you'd have to be in the lift physically to press the button. I assume the button's on the inside. Yeah. I got sticks. I got mage hand. I got a talking crow. I could talk Kato into doing it. As Kato comes out of your pocket, he's like, why would you do this to me? I'm not some sort of guinea pig. I am a sentient being like you, and as such, I deserve the respect... 
He was asking me to get myself killed by whatever archaic mechanism this is. You can fly, so you're less likely to die. And you're small, which means... So can you, dumbass. You can also turn yourself into mist. Well, that's true. Okay. Okay, I guess I guess we go together. I mean, I'll, I'll get in the lift. I'll get in the lift as well. At this point, the two of you are in the lift. Hanash, Aristobulus, what are you doing? Aristobulus will come in as well. I doubt I'll be able to get in the lift, so I'm gonna, I'll find it. No, 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 you can squeeze. All I need you to do is make me an acrobatics check, please. Sure thing. 23. Okay, 23. All of you are in there as you just see the big hulking sweaty form of the orc as his head bows down <laughs> to get underneath the doorframe. As you're all pushed in, Belsia, your face is just buried in the warm, wet, hairy armpit of the orc as you just feel the moist forest of his armpit hair brushing across the side of your face. As Tatty, you are wholly pinned against the wall by his knee as all of you get in. Hanash, you, with one finger, roll the slider door back (laughs) as all of you are inside this lift. Belsia... You've basically got uh, like a crank handle you can turn all the way around like a wheel. goes left to right, right to left, and you've got a button. Uh, ooh, um, I, I say dramatically, going down and press the button. Nothing happens. Going up, I press the button again. Nothing happens. It was the command that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll... Hey, 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 lift. Go up. Uh, Okay, lift. (laughs) I'd say going somewhere, and I turn the wheel clockwise. Clockwise. You turn the wheel clockwise. At first, there's quite a bit of give on it. It's almost the dirt and the grime has encrusted it in place. As you put your shoulder into it, as it pops and gives, you turn it clockwise, the wheel free spinning. As you hover your green finger over the button. Any last words? Uh, lift, go now. Stay tuned for campaign two. <laughs> you hammer your digit into the button as the you hear a gurgling of pipes as steam rushes up the pipes around you. You feel the mechanism jolt on the lift as all of you feel movement. And that is where we're going to leave this week's episode, listeners. Movement! Oh, yes. Sick. There you go. I'm going to leave you in suspense to find out exactly what happens with this lift. Also, Swollen Hanash is one of my favourite things ever. Swollen. <laughs> Hun, as they, they call him on Tumblr. Yeah, he really puts the Hun in Hanash. <laughs> Listeners, if you can think of a better name for Swollen Hanash, please <laughs> let us know. Jump in, jump in, the, jump in the socials. Right. Any reflections on any of that? The ghost was uh, needlessly hostile and sassy. No, the ghost was looking for her Samuel, and you gave her nothing but sass. I, t- I told her that I wasn't. I wasn't Samuel. Yeah, but you could have. Yeah, but you could have broken the news gently. Ghosts are very fragile. Okay, if she'd not noticed that I wasn't Samuel, based on my height alone, I mean that. Yeah, then there's nothing that I could have said. My Samuel was a very small man. My Samuel was <laughs> a small little man. But surprisingly well endowed. <laughs> oh, 
Germany. Just imagine a little man tripping over his own penis. <laughs> okay, right. Maybe maybe little Samuel was was the body in the bed that Hanar stepped on. Wow. Relegated to the kids' room. <laughs> nah, that was a great episode. I had a little bit of everything in it. I enjoyed that a lot. A lot of suspense. I was kind of hoping Tati was going to get crushed under a beef carcass and didn't. That was good, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of everything. I really enjoyed Hanash doing his acrobatics, like slamming through the stairs. That was great fun. Tati refusing to help Aristobulus like maintain his divining rod. Always a always a classic. And uh, Hanash just slamming physical weapons through a ghost, somehow damaging it, but also being somewhat surprised that physical weapons don't do too much damage to a ghost. But yeah, the um. Thoughts on D&D maps? D&D Beyond maps? I like them. I think it'd be... When there's like... Maybe like, you know, when we have quite a few enemies on as well, I think it'd be a bit easier. It's nice for that. Keep track of it. It's good with... It's good for keeping track of space. For that perpetual question of who's within ice knife range, this actually answers that at a glance. You'll just notice me and shoot anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's only ever an advisory. It's not a... uh... (laughs) Bang it. Right. Any more for any more before we let our listeners go? Um, no. Looking forward to your one shot next week, Matt. Me too. I'm going to have to yes. do some prep for that. But I've got the oh, characters. Very, very exciting. Pretty much. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Listeners, to celebrate Halloween, to celebrate who knows what. Maybe the fact that three of us have our birthdays next week, which is insane that we have four people here and three of us have our birthday in the same week of the year. Mr. Durant is going to do a very special one shot. So keep your ears peeled for that. That's going to be an absolute treat, not only because it's a Mr. Durant special, but also because I don't have to DM. I get to play. So I need to shut up and just sit in the background for a bit and let the DM do his thing. Right. Well, there you go, listeners. That's about all we are going to achieve this week. But before we let you go, we just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. It really does mean the world to us that you stay with us and tune in each week. Now, seeing as you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? And if you're feeling fruity, why not leave us some sort of review? Or, you know, just comment on what swollen hana should be called you know your feedback could definitely impact this game so uh, good or bad get in the comments and leave us some sort of feedback now then if you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode your best bet is to come and talk to us probably on the dread x where you can find us at adventurers and you know number one but if you want to chat to uh, mr neil you could probably reach out to us on instagram where just type in adventurous anonymous podcast and you will find us right any last words we say goodbye um i like this part of the podcast listeners this is usually where everybody is so tired and so drained at 10 o'clock on a thursday evening that i have pumped them for all the creativity i'm going to get out of them i've just got three exhausted people sitting here who can barely even muster a goodbye. Geronimo. <laughs> fuck what I want, 69, 69, 69. You say that a lot. What is that? It's my password for everything. Yeah, I was going to say, is that your password for absolutely everything? Yeah. Right. 
before we let you go, a massive goodbye from all of us. A big goodbye from Mr. Neil. Ah, ghost! Jesus H. Christ. There's your energy. Now who's awake? There you go. It's a massive goodbye from the swollen Hanash. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a massive goodbye from a French kissing crocodile who left a scarred goblin. Going down. <laughs> and it's a massive goodbye from me, AJ, your dungeon master. Hopefully we'll see you next week for more compact fantasy Nuggetry. Adventurers out. Adventurers off. Hey, cool people. Do you like mead, magic, and long walks in the icy tundra? Ever wonder what your sled dogs are thinking about? Why not cap off your night with a frosty tabletop adventure? You're my mum. They you made me out of meat. Meat mother. What have I done? Did your grandma die in a lake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to ask. Uh, but it's actually because I bought some boxer shorts from Targets recently. And they forgot to remove the security clip. <laughs> In bust we must. In bust we must, indeed. On wood? Excuse me, oh, young careful, man. Careful, I've got a cut bum. <laughs> Wait, do you have a missing ring finger? No, I got yours, no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. No. Fuck this, I'm having a Kingston. <laughs> I'm getting all sweaty and I need a Kingston. She is desperate to keep her realm, and she will fight any that would take that away. Well, grab your Ugg boots and join Reflex Save every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform.